Hi, this is Kathy. And this is Charity, and you're listening to Macchiato Moms at Midnight. Yep, by the time we get done, it will be midnight. (laughs) (laughs) Actually came over early, and then we spent two and a half hours talking. (laughs) (laughs) Oopsie. We've had a long holiday. Yes. Um... Yeah, it was insane. It was busy, and then everyone was sick. Everyone was sick. I heard a lot of people were sick this year on Christmas. The flu mm-hmm. was, like, mm-hmm. rampant. Yeah. Either on Christmas or after or New Year's. Welcome to New Year's Yay! with your sickness. Yes. I'm still not all the way better, so I kind of sound manly. <laughs> it's a good fit. So, please forgive me. I'm just glad my nose isn't super plugged like it was this morning. Oh, that was the worst. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to record this when I can barely even pronounce words. <laughs> I My nose was stuffed on Christmas and I couldn't taste yeah. anything. Yeah. So, it was, it was a blessing in disguise because I didn't overeat for the first year <laughs> in like 10 years. <laughs> but you couldn't t- taste my delicious ragu. I know. I had it after, though. It was really good. It was really good. Yeah. Um, so Just today, saying I got skills. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, today we are going to talk about trusting God with kids. With yes. Kids. And we kind of are all over the place with this. <laughs> there, every time that we would do more research and take some more notes, uh, more notes would happen. Yeah. So there was pages of notes. I think there's just still a lot for us to learn in general. So this is kind of like a, this is the beginning of our process of realizing how much we didn't trust God with our kids. I have stars next to like all of my Mm -hmm. aha moments. Yeah. You're like, oh, I didn't even realize that. That makes kind of a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think as parents... Man, we just feel so much responsibility to make sure our kids are raised up as um, good human beings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as a believer in Christ, it just is natural that we should let let God be in control of that and, you know, lead us in that. But we do not always do that. <laughs> we tend to worry and... Um, try to try to do it ourselves and as humans we don't do a, do it very good um i mean not saying that people can't raise good humans without god but uh i think god makes it a whole lot easier <laughs> on us <laughs> yes well and that's i i think that that's <clears throat> what's kind of hard is we can't see what God can see. Mm-hmm. And so we think that we're fixing all of these things yeah. that our children are doing when we might just be like hindering God and what he's actually trying to do. Yeah. I feel like our flesh also makes it harder because we want we, that pride of like yes, our child well, is a good person. Well, and also us. we just respond to things in yeah. the completely wrong way. And it's unnatural for us to respond to, you know, when your kid is screaming in the store it's unnatural for us to respond with compassion and love at times I mean really you want to just spank them Mm -hmm. (laughs) or like run out of the store in horror but I feel like if you just rely on God and turn to him in those times no matter how hard it could be it can be um you're gonna 
I have a better outcome. <laughs> yeah, that actually, one of the verses that I have written here is 2 Corinthians 12, 9. But he said to me, my grace is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. And I kind of, I was thinking about how, kind of what you said, like, we want, we want to fix it. Mm -hmm. Like, if our child is screaming in the store, we have to... Fix it now. Fix it right now so people aren't seeing that and we yeah. don't have that weakness. Like, we mm -hmm. we fixed it and someone walking by is like, oh my god, that mom just totally got her kid to stop crying and now they're continuing yeah. their grocery shopping. What a good mom. Yeah. That's like, like your dream, right? Yeah. You want, you want some, you... You want a stranger who knows nothing about you to yeah. think you're a good mom. Your nightmare is your kid throwing a fit in the store and then, but then you go, but for me to be able to fix it, that makes me look so good. Yeah. Well, not that... Yeah. Uh, we should get, we should have just like such comfort and courage from his power being made perfect in our weakness mm -hmm. because of that, because we want to fix everything. Yeah. And when we can't, and when we allow him to take control of it, his power is going to be shown. Mm -hmm. And it will demonstrate. Like, that would be more of an example to that person. person. Yeah. And it wouldn't glorify you, it would glorify him. And also to your kids. Like if they see you like, in the midst of their meltdown, stop and like pray. Mm -hmm. What does that say to them? That shows to them that you draw your strength from the Lord. And instead of you having a meltdown, the mom, then you prayed. And then maybe in the future that will show them that instead of I have a meltdown, maybe I should pray. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, and that I can think of many times where I should have stopped and prayed instead of oh. gone for the yeah. yell. Yeah. <laughs> but that... We just talked last night about um, if our lives are like a sacrifice of worship to God all the time. Mm -hmm. And how, like, I mean, we deal with our kids all day, yeah. nonstop. Yeah. So that would definitely make your life. Your life is a sacrifice <laughs> in general, but it's like, it's, yeah, a sacrifice of God. worship. I feel like, like in the store, a sacrifice would be to sacrifice your peace and like your pride to handle that situation in a loving way with God mm -hmm. in the center of it. Like that's a sacrifice like to in the middle of the store where there's people everywhere, uh, just allow that meltdown to continue mm -hmm. <laughs> and not respond in a way that makes it stop right now. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and it just, you know, if you respond in the flesh, that can have a lasting result, and that's not always great. Yeah. I, I can't think of one time that it is great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's never great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you respond in the flesh, it feels good, but then it just, I mean, it doesn't even fix it necessarily. I would say that's what, it's so, it feels good. For the second that yeah. you're doing it. And yeah. right after. You feel more horrible. Regret, you're like, I'm guilt. a horrible mom. Yes. And then Satan uses that to like totally put more lies in your head. And then you're wrapped up for like two months. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that went five minutes. I feel like this is pouring a lot into our psyche. <laughs> a lot more than it, we might want to reveal. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like we just have to uh, go slow, no matter how much we want. We want to just. We're always in a rush in this world. It's hard to slow down, and 
um, assess a situation, but, uh, that's like my biggest thing that I've been trying to work on lately is like in the morning, slow down and make sure that I'm responding to situations in the way that Christ would want us to. If you guys hear a bell jingling, it's the cat. Yeah. We're not like shaking. (laughs) It's not that close to Christmas. (laughs) The cat has, all cat collars have bells on them. I don't know why. I don't know why. Like, why would you want your cat running around the house, dingling, ding, 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 everywhere? Like, I already know where she's at. She's really loud. She yeah, she is oddly loud. Yeah, like she she does not have a quiet foot. Yeah, she's I would like really boom. like to see her try to sneak out by a mouse. Yeah, no, that's what happens when you're a house cat. You don't learn those skills. <laughs> she could probably sneak up sneak up on Cooper just because he's. Uh, fat and lazy. Fat and lazy. And he would just be like, oh, whatever. You're little. You can't hurt me. Yeah. We're Super talking a about a dog. <laughs> not a person. <laughs> it's not my husband or anything. It's a dog. <laughs> I should clarify that. I think in the last podcast I did say my husband's name. So hopefully you know his name. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, Any... So, back to the subject here. Yeah. Okay, so, in Psalms, it talks about children being a heritage from the Lord and their reward. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first was, like, looking up notes and looking about this, it, I never like to think about it. And obviously, I know that they aren't mine. Like, they're mine, mm-hmm. but they aren't mine. Yeah. It's so, and it's such a hard thing to wrap your head around and think about yeah um um i had a really hard time with that yeah (laughs) we just we just can't like we can't really i mean we can say it and maybe there's some people out there who really don't look at their children as belonging to them but i don't know when there will come a time when i don't struggle with that Mm -hmm. uh just human nature i'm not able to let that go yet Mm -hmm. um and that's something I think a lifelong thing that I'll have to work on. <laughs> well, I thought, well, and I, oh, this isn't mine. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was actually, it was really bothering me, like thinking about it. And it, yeah, I, when I was looking this up, Kathy was at work, so I couldn't just like call her and be like, this is bothering me. And, uh, you could, I could have, yeah. But, um, I was talking, I couldn't talk to my husband cause he's like, they don't belong to God. They belong to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was it was really bothering me. So I started to look up, like, parents giving their children over to God in the Bible mm-hmm. to try and find some comfort from it. Oh, no. And that's the wrong well, yeah. But I actually did. I well, did yeah. get some. Mm-hmm. So obviously there's a few, like Abraham and Isaac. Um, but the one that stuck out to me the most was Moses. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. born into an extremely unfriendly world, was born... During a royal death sentence. Mm-hmm. So Kill that. all the baby boys yeah. of the Hebrews. <laughs> um, and what is so great about Moses, though, is that he had something special in this time. And it was parents who believed and loved God. Mm-hmm. And, um, and actually, like, wanted, like, actually loved him and had a relationship with him. Yeah. Not just, like, we're Jewish, yeah. so we follow the laws. But, like, they actually had a relationship with him. Yes. And uh, that's, I can't even imagine, like, it says that she, like, kept him, 
hidden for three months. Mm-hmm. All of my kids cried so much <laughs> for the, <laughs> the first three, three months. months. Yeah. I don't know how she was able to do that. I feel like it had to have been God. Like yeah. the guards, their their ears were like closed when they passed by their house or something. <laughs> for real. Or Moses was a real good baby. Well, and that's what is so funny because it says that. Um, I can't remember the exact. Doesn't line. it say that he was like special? Well, it said that yeah, they saw they thought that he was special, and he was just a. They knew that he was a beautiful, beautiful child. child yeah. And I was looking up just like Jewish tales of mm-hmm. Moses, and I wrote one down because I thought it was so cool. But a fanciful Jewish legend says that Moses's face was so beautiful at birth that the room was filled with light equal to the sun and moon combined. <laughs> and it also isn't that how parents look at their kids <laughs> <Yeah>. though <laughs> um well like was, you look at your child that... you're like oh <laughs> yeah it one it's funny when they talk about legends because the end of this it was really long if you guys look it up and at the end of it it says that um he also spoke ate solid foods and walked the day that he was born <laughs> Oh my god! So Isn't that sure. like how we look at Jesus sometimes? Yeah. Though, like I always think, like did he cry? Yeah. I mean, obviously he pooped his pants. Well, he did right? come to be totally human, so yeah. I'm sure that he had yeah. to. Yeah. Well, and babies crying isn't a sin. That's how they are communicating that, yeah. their needs. Yeah. So I've but when I was little, I'd always just like be like, I bet he never cried. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't understand why babies cried. I only thought bad babies cried. <laughs> <laughs> kids <laughs> yeah for real yeah um but no that's um obviously his mom trusted god mm-hmm. i mean she i can't even no one should put their baby in the river now yeah if you're not with them but can you imagine i wrote i can't i can't even think of what she was thinking when she like it makes me think did god tell her to do that you know the bible is not very thorough in their description of things it just says all of a sudden she she can hide her baby in a basket yeah Yeah. i'm like did god tell her to do that or was it just faith yeah well and that's just like faith that she knew god was gonna take care of him that's kind of what i got from it um because that's kind of all that is yeah, said in there. That's is all that's that there. It was by faith in Hebrews eleven. Mm-hmm. It was by faith that Moses' parents hid him for three months when he was born. They mm-hmm. saw that God had given them an unusual child, and they were not afraid to disobey the king's commands. Um, so I think, I kind of think that's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. But that I can't even. I would be sitting there thinking about all the things that could go wrong. I did find it kind of ironic because Pharaoh's Pharaoh's law that he said was to throw the babies in the river and that's exactly what she did so she did kind of i I listened to you (laughs) yeah i just gave them a flotation device (laughs) and what was really cool while searching for this comfort of mine Mm -hmm. because my kids aren't actually mine Mm -hmm. um i found out that the way that it describes her making his basket is only other only described one other time in the bible in the exact same way and it's um at the ark Noah's ark Mm. Same material. Same material. Wow. That's pretty cool. Well, and I bet they passed that down, you know, about that wood. Yeah. You know, or whatever it was they used. I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was wood. But, yeah, I bet they passed that down and she thought, I'm going to use something I know floats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it makes me think, like, the Hebrews verse makes me think, 
them knowing that he was an unusual child and then having faith that God would take care of that child, that makes me think that we as parents, if we see something in our child that, you know, God can use, that we, first of all, have a responsibility to help them cultivate that and encourage them in that. Mm -hmm. And then also allow them, if that takes them to, I mean, like a foreign country to use that gift, encouraging them in that and not Mm -hmm. trying to hold them back because of our fear of what might happen to them. I mean, and there's been missionaries that have died just going to a country, like not even being able to go and witness yet, just on the spot are killed. And I mean, I can't imagine the parents of those people who sent their sons and daughters to die. Um, But she didn't send him to die. I think she had definite faith that God would keep him safe, but she Mm -hmm. didn't know. No. Um, and well, and that's what, that's what's so cool about their story is that she had, she trusted God so much and mm-hmm. that we see when we do that and it's all over the Bible, but it's mm-hmm. cool that it specifically is about children Yeah, because he rewarded her with that yeah. trust. Yeah. She got to come and nurse mm-hmm. him instead of yeah. like being killed I for keeping this I love that part. Son. I love that part. Cause it's like how heartbreaking did that mm-hmm. happen? Like, it's just like when Isaac or Abraham sacrifice went to sacrifice Isaac mm-hmm. and is it Isaac or yeah. Isaac? okay and he was going to kill him and God stopped him and it's like she thought she was never going to see her son again like she was like wherever he goes that's where God wants yeah. him and then I won't won't get to see him but at least he'll be alive what I, I was I always wonder like what the timeline was was it just a couple hours when they were like hey come and nurse your baby or was it like days, days. yeah I always wonder that or was like the lady watching her put him in the river, and she's like, "That's well, that's what it does." It says his sister or her sister. Yeah, Moses' Miriam. sister. Yeah, follows follows to see what happens. Yeah. So I wonder how long. It and like, took. did Miriam just have like the wherewithal because she was pretty quick witted mm-hmm. to say, "Oh, my mom's a wet nurse." Yeah, I don't know. See, that's I don't know. Yeah, or like my mom lost her son, but she's she's got yeah. milk and she can nurse him because <laughs> you know she could uh moses's daughter could have easily found somebody yes yeah. and it just happened to be moses's mom I know, <laughs> until cool. he was that's three years old so awesome yeah but that just that yeah that trusting and i wrote that god will reward that yeah, yeah you'll be delivered and yeah. what you said about when they go i think that's it's really hard to think about like I keep, I can't imagine letting Luca go to college. Yeah, and I keep that's well, just on my mind. Five, okay. I know, but I keep thinking about <laughs> what the world is gonna look like then. Yeah, and I know that like Kathy just said, she's five. <laughs> I don't even know if the world yeah. will still be here when yeah. it's time for college. Yeah, you don't. But I keep. <laughs> hey Bella, um, I I was reading a, just an article about letting your kids go and uh, the mom writing the article in there said that we can find comfort in knowing that when we when we teach them about God and we bring them up in the way that they should be mm-hmm. and they won't part from it that we can find comfort in, in knowing that when we have to let them go God is still never letting them go Right, and he loves them way we... more than we do which is hard to fathom 
Because, I mean, I love my kids more than I love myself. Yeah. But, I mean, Jesus obviously loved us more than he loves himself. <laughs> so, it's just like you can't trust anyone better with your kids no. than God. And you that, can't. And I feel like when you finally trust him with them and give them over to him is when he is going to show you how much more than you he actually loves them. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I say that it's a hard thing for me to do. But I've seen that in other things in my life. When I finally say, you know what, I trust you, God. I trust you with this situation. Mm-hmm. I know that you're, even if, you know, something bad does happen, I still know you're good. Mm-hmm. He always comes up. He always shows up and makes it good. And it's like, why don't I just, I, the whole Bible right is here, that. Isaiah, yeah. you will keep him in perfect peace. Those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Yeah. Look at yeah. it's Yeah. And and I, uh, yeah. I don't want to make that sound like bad things can still happen. But that doesn't mean that inside you're going to be destroyed because of those bad things. It's saying when it says peace, it doesn't mean your life is going to be perfect and easy. It means internal peace, internal joy that you can still trust in God. I feel like the hardest thing for me is like... Um, would be if one of my kids got sick. Mm-hmm. Like me, it's not like necessarily them being out in the world. It's about if one of them got sick. Something and like was something that we couldn't fix. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, I don't, I want to say that I would trust God completely. And I think I I could, but it would be a process. It's not something that I'm like, yeah, for sure. I mm-hmm. could just trust God and, <clears throat> And even if my child dies, I feel like it would be such, like, as you're going through that, that's going to be a process. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be like, for sure, yep, I trust you. That's going to be something you struggle with every day and even probably anger towards God at times. But so if any of you have a kid that is ill or had a kid that was ill and died, don't feel ashamed for not, you know, for having like anger towards God or anything. I feel like that's a natural response it's just something you want to work through and give to him and um god will take things like that and just make you grow well from and I, it. I think that that is like that's one of the important reasons that he says that they're his first and foremost mm-hmm. they aren't ours it's because he can he can take them yeah whenever he wants to whenever yeah. he's ready for them to come home yeah yeah and that and i, I feel like that is supposed to, i mean i can't it's hard even saying it because I can't. I can't even imagine yeah. one of my kids not being here, me them going before me. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we're supposed to hold on to that as mm-hmm. like peace. Yeah. But I, I mean, I don't. I, I don't, don't know, know how, how I would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, I see these. Um, you know, you see things on Facebook all the time, like pages for kids that are sick, mm-hmm. like their parents started or whatnot to yeah. like keep people updated. And, uh, it breaks me. I'm just like, I can't even imagine, but yet you read their posts and a lot of the parents are Christians or they have faith and they, you know, they say, even through this, we know that God is good. And I'm just like, I hope that I could be that way. And it's a testimony even to me. It's a testimony to even me to say, to see someone still, trusting in God even when their kid is dying it's yeah (laughs) I mean that's ultimate trust right there um 
Because seeing your kid in pain and not being able to do anything yeah, about it. I told it. you I was crying when I was getting Luca in trouble today. <laughs> yeah. So I well, I mean, it. even like when they have the flu or yeah. something, which is not necessarily deadly, you feel so bad for them. Like, I've cried at times when Elise is crying because she doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I could I not imagine yeah. like some, a kid going through chemo or something. I just couldn't imagine, but... To see the people that are strong through that, the parents and even the kids, is such a testimony. And even if that is all that comes out of that, that still yeah speaks to people. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't I like to talk about. I know. It. <laughs> I know. It just makes me want to cry. Yeah. Well, I think that's uh, obviously they're going to go through things that we can't mm-hmm. we can't change. And I think that when we're when we're praying for them, that's what it's important to know that God God has a plan and He's going to shape their character for Him. Yeah. To be what He wants them to be, yeah. and He's probably going to use those those hard things for us as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is which is hard because sometimes I wonder if mm-hmm. like something's going to happen to one of my kids because I have an issue that has to be corrected. Yes. Oh. Um, but well, no, I feel like that's a trap from Satan. Man. Yeah. He like. You're so bad that God's going to do something to your kids to teach you a lesson or to teach you what to do. You know, or what that are because of your sin, yeah. God's going to do something to your kids. Or like if you trust God with your kids, then that means he's going to test it and have something happen to your kids. And it's like that doesn't even speak to who God is yeah. at all. Well, um, that, yeah, I think that that is also that's like where trusting God comes in because I mean we're we're trusting Him to know what He's doing and knowing that even though they're gonna have bad things happen, mm-hmm. good can come from it. Yeah, well, and and just not thinking ju- just because you trust Him that then God has to test that trust. I don't yeah. think that's necessarily true. God knows our hearts, mm-hmm. so He doesn't have to test us. He knows really if we mean it or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't think God makes bad things happen just yeah, to try and teach us something. Say I trust you, question. Yeah, <laughs> I trust you, but not really. <laughs> like you whisper it, like God can't hear it. You know, no, that doesn't work that way. <laughs> um, one thing I've been reading a book called Discipline that speaks to the child's heart. Um, And one thing that I've been coming to see is that if I want, if I truly trust God, then I have to live like I do. And Mm -hmm. that speaks to your kids more than anything else. Like I can say all the right things, but if I don't live it, then they know that it is not real. And that's something that I've seen in my life growing up. um, Mm -hmm. Just lie Lying to your kids can destroy, first of all, their faith in you, but also destroy their faith in God. Um, If you're teaching them about God and you're teaching them, you know, this is who God is and he's real and he created the world, but then you lie to them about your life Mm -hmm. and they catch you in that lie, they're going to think that you're lying about God. God, And I have seen people turn away from God because of that. Their parents lied to them. Um, and the, the book really talks about just how you have to have your own relationship with God. You have to spend time in his word. 
and then live out what he asks you to in his word in order for your kids like that's your number one way that you can raise up your kids Mm -hmm. to know christ and i i feel like my hardest thing in trusting like for trusting god with my kids is that i try to like make them understand Mm. the bible like i try to like really talk about it and i'm not saying don't obviously you need to i mean that's no duh but sometimes i feel like i get too focused on it like it's my responsibility Mm -hmm. like i have to get this in them and if tomorrow they yell at each other and call each other poopy heads then i'm not doing my job right (laughs) like i'm not teaching them about god because they did that well no they're still humans and they're humans that have no impulse control so they say things and uh don't think about it all the time but if I live my life as someone who isn't like that, if I live my life with love and kindness and speaking kindly to them, to my husband, to anybody at the store, I mean, like, if you go to the store with your kid and you chew out a checker, I don't think that's going to show them who Christ is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, that's how I've been trying to first work on myself and then let it pour over into the kids and like take opportunities to teach them about Mm -hmm. who God is, but don't like berate them with it or like try to manipulate them with it. Well, and I feel like kids are, kids have such, they're so inquisitive Yeah, and they have such trusting spirits Mm -hmm. that that it, it, it's really sad to see like when that, that trust is broken Mm -hmm. in what you said, like people growing up with parents who didn't tell them the whole truth or just weren't living out their actions but that's actually Sticky Faith was a book recommended by our pastor a while back. And it's almost exactly the same thing. It just talks about the influence that you have on your children and how if they aren't seeing you mm-hmm. living your life out as a Christ follower, then they yeah. aren't they aren't gonna do they aren't gonna do it either. Yeah. And they're gonna question it. Yeah. But that they're gonna think what what is what is it? What's the what's the point mm-hmm. of having all these rules that's all they're going to see is the rules. What's the point of having that if there is no, if it's not real, mm-hmm. you know, it and they're going for you. Yeah. 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 And, um, I think the biggest thing for me was just feeling like my parents didn't trust me to understand things mm-hmm. and they, that they have, that they just also thought I was too dumb to see through their lies. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I want an openness with my kids because if I'm open with them and honest with them of my shortcomings, and yet I say, you know, I messed up and I did this wrong, but I know that I'm okay, I'm made clean through God mm-hmm. because I asked Him for forgiveness. And, or if I do something to them that is wrong and then I ask them for forgiveness, that shows them what grace is. Yeah in uh mercy and it's i feel like that you that shows why christianity is worthwhile because there's nothing else that you can get that from of you know there's nothing else that can make you right with god other than jesus yeah and asking for forgiveness and uh i read something that like um i can't even remember i it might have been in that book the discipline that speaks to your child's heart but it was saying how don't try to convince your mm. children that the world is bad and the Bible is good. Show them 
why God is so much better than the world. Like, why Christianity has so much more to offer than the world. Like, I feel like you, we're always trying to, like, convince our people why the world is bad. When all we really need to do is show people why God is so good. <laughs> well, yeah, and I think that that's... That, I don't even I don't even know where to start with my mom and dad. And, like, they just didn't... I saw my mom went to church all the time, but once we came home, she didn't talk to me about it at all. Mm-hmm. My biggest thing that I've been doing lately is just making sure that Luca knows that, like at bedtime, I used to just say the prayer. Mm-hmm. Her and my and Delilah wouldn't pray, and I, I was like, man, I don't even know if she knows how to how pray, to pray. Or the yeah. importance of it. And so now, um, I I told her that it's it's really important that she has that personal relationship mm-hmm. herself because that's the thing that I thought. I went to church on Sunday. I came home and I was that's fine. it. That's it. I didn't know that that I saved needed... me. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know I needed to be. And actually, today, uh, Luca got in some trouble, and she was having to ask people for forgiveness. And when we were saying our prayers, um, that was what we talked about: was how like we shouldn't we shouldn't be squandering what God did for us. Mm-hmm. We should be bringing that to Him and asking Him for forgiveness. So I said, when you are taking your time to pray, you should think over your day. And think about and if think there's anything that, that you need forgiveness for. You yeah. feel like you should ask for forgiveness for. Mm-hmm. And she actually had a lot of things that she felt like she did wrong. <laughs> um, well, and it, I, I love that because it's like when you ask someone for forgiveness, it, you think about how good you feel mm-hmm. afterwards. Like you feel a lot better. Like there's a weight lifted. Mm-hmm. But when you ask God for forgiveness, like, and if you truly believe that you're forgiven, yeah. that's the key. You have to truly believe mm-hmm. you're forgiven. That makes you feel so much better. Like, you feel clean and not just burdened mm-hmm. down. Now, I'm not saying that you always do because I feel like, yeah, well, as hu- humans, we'll dote on our sin and well, try and to bring it back people don't forgive you. Yeah. And they keep bringing yeah. For so, you. it's... But God does forgive for reals. So, it's like, like, he doesn't bring it up later. <laughs> One of the things that I've been trying to do is, I don't even know, not teach them the rules... But just show them the goodness mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Because I don't... My, I feel like my mom and dad, they wanted to make my decisions. Yeah. They didn't They didn't want... They just wanted to tell me what to do and yeah. I was meant to follow it. Mm-hmm. But I want I want Luca... I want Luca, Delilah, and Bear, all of them. Mm-hmm. I want them to come up against something and I want them to know what the decision is. Mm-hmm. And I want them to make it themselves. When you're not around. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's discipline. Your t- disciple is... Uh, someone you teach someone you're training so discipline isn't supposed to be like make your kid feel bad sorry for the noise my cat's going ballistic I don't know what he had there's a ball I think she's trying to get she's she's got like a toy that she's just batting around (laughs) yes that's what she does all day but it's not about making your kid feel it's a flashlight (laughs) How did she get the flashlight? No, it's like Johnny probably threw it down there. Um, it's not about making your kid feel as bad as possible so they'll never do a mis- like make a mistake again. Like that's ridiculous. Like how many mistakes do we make in a day? We can't expect our kids to not make any mistakes. It's about equipping them to make better choices in the future. Well, on that I went when like looking up things for this and going over I I feel like I have a lot of aha moments. I 
even as we're talking, I'm yeah. like, that was a really good point, and I never even think about that. Well, we, and it's, like, the one that is, like, overly done everywhere, starting off children the way they should go, yeah. and I won't depart from it. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, I feel like after a while, when you're reading the Bible, you're like, oh, I've read that, I can just, like, get yeah. that right. You yeah. know, and you're not... Like, like I've heard it. everything I need to hear about yeah. that verse. <laughs> well, and yeah. it really made me think that... It means to show them the show them the information that they yeah. should be discerning what is right and wrong against. Yeah, and, and they won't depart from it because they know yeah, the way. The path. They yeah. know the path. And that's what yeah. my mom and dad didn't... Like, the only thing my mom said about, like, like rules, I guess, anything, like, legalistic, was not to have sex before I was married. Mm-hmm. We're not going to go down that Go back to a couple episodes. <laughs> yeah, but they, like that, she didn't tell me anything in here. I had nothing to base off what was right and what was wrong other than what I thought was right yeah. and wrong for myself. And it and was what never they like, me, they didn't want me yeah, to Yeah, and it was never like, what do you think is good in well, this situation? Like, not, it was never like a way where you kind of think of it on your own mm-hmm. and come to the conclusion of this is right and this is wrong. And, you know, you can use scripture to back up what is right and what's wrong. But you have to be careful about that because you don't want to use scripture to, like, guilt your kids into doing things. You want it to be a thing that's like a reminder to them of what is right and wrong. So it's like backing up what they know is right anyways Mm -hmm. um, or confirming that. Mm -hmm. But for me, my parents never, I don't think they would ever even think to ask me what I thought was right or wrong. It was, you listen to me, this is my house, mm-hmm. you follow my rules, and if you don't, you're going to get a spanking. I don't even remember getting to have, like, a yeah. say in the conversation. Yeah. yeah. They no. would they would talk to me, and I would get to go to my room, and, yeah. like, I would, like, I never got to open my mouth. No. <laughs> but and I mean, if you did, you you got yelled at. Yeah. But I can definitely say, and my, I mean, my mom will admit it to this day that she, they did not. Well, my dad for sure. But they did not trust God with me. Mm-hmm. And it turned out horrible for them yeah. for a long time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's like when you dig your fingernails into your kids so much and you try to control it so much, all it does is end up pushing them away. And that's like, that is not what you want to do. Mm-mm. When you trust God with your kids and you give them a responsibility in their own relationship mm-hmm. with God and their own ability to be a good human then you're equipping them you're going to teach them it's not going to be like they get out of your house and they lose it because they've never had the opportunity to make choices mm-hmm. for themselves well and that, i mean they don't even have to be out of your house yeah the day that my mm-hmm. mom asked if i wanted to keep going to church i think i was like 12 or yeah. 13 it's the moment they're allowed to make a choice. They're mm-hmm. not going to make the right choice because they've never if, been able to yeah, make a choice. You have, yeah, if they haven't yeah. been able to make a choice and you haven't been teaching them where to look for the right ones, mm-hmm. then it's not. Yeah, I think the best thing you could do is when you get to like a opportunity where your kid is able to read the Bible and you know understand it, um, even if it's a kid's Bible, and they come to you with, what should I do? And send them to God's Word. Say, mm-hmm. you know what? This is how you can find that in God's word. And it says that. And you'll encouraging them that, that's going to show them that every time they have a question about life, you go to the word. Mm-hmm. Instead of Google. Instead of their friends. Mm-hmm. Or instead of even you. I mean, I would love my kids to come to me and maybe I would have a scripture in mind 
that I can, you know, that's where I want to get my advice from is God's word. But if I don't have the answer, I think it's awesome. It's freeing and it's perfectly okay to say, you know what? I don't have the answer. Either go look it up or we can look it up together. Mm-hmm. I, that That's like my dream. I mean, my kids are definitely not there yet. They're five and two and a half. But <laughs> it seems so early. Like, well, I mean, Elise isn't concerned at all about that. But uh, that's that's my biggest struggle is not like what to say. It's um, getting my child interested in it. Mm-hmm. Like and so I really have to trust that as long as I live the life that I live and I talk to her about it regularly and like encourage her in it and teach her about it, but not as long as I do that, but don't like shove it down her throat, then. I can trust God with the rest of it, you know? Yeah. All I can do is my part and not try to overdo it, not try to control it. Yeah. And that's hard, especially because since Elise is five, she's not really interested in talking about feelings. She's a weird girl. (laughs) I'm not saying that. That's all Luke wants to talk about. (laughs) She does not. Like, you ask her, like, I asked her, Debbie's going to listen to this later, or maybe, but so... We have a surprise birthday party for her tomorrow, our mother-in-law. But we ha- we're writing out cards that say reasons why we love her. And I asked Elise to come up with two or three. And she's like, I don't want to do that. Like, she doesn't oh want gosh. to. Like, she loves Debbie. Like, Debbie is her second mom, okay? But she was like, I don't want to do that. I don't know. What, I don't know what to think. I don't. I can't think of that. Like, it makes her physically uncomfortable to think about her feelings. Mm. And so I said, you know, Elise, it doesn't have to be that hard. It's just think about things you do with her that you enjoy. That's it. (laughs) And it's like, so if I try to talk to her about God, and it it starts to make her feel guilty, I think. Mm, You know, she thinks of the things that she does wrong. Because a lot of the times when your kids mess up, that's when you try to teach them about what God would think of that or what God's why God says not to do that and so anytime I bring it up she's like "Uh, I don't want to talk about that because it makes her feel uncomfortable so I've had to just really back off on it because I don't want to do it so much that she's like stonewall I don't want to hear it anymore um so I think for me the biggest thing is I need to start talking to her about it like good things Mm -hmm. like things that make you feel good Mm -hmm. Um, and then later, as she gets more mature and is able to, you know, evaluate her feelings, uh, if that comes, I pray to God that it does come, um, then I can, you know, try and discipline her and teach her that. But that's, I would say, Luca doesn't, I mean, she just wants to know, like, I was going to say weird things, but not really weird things. She just wants to know why God wanted to create us yeah. and why he loves us so much. And yeah. just like, Luca, Luca loves everyone she loves everyone she loves everything she can find joy in like this anything and so she if somebody is nice to her like god dying on the cross she has to know what the purpose is and like where why would he die yeah Yeah. well she's like she's like i need to die for everyone now right (laughs) like she has to she has to be like the one yeah filling people up so i she's like if he loves people I love people, (laughs) so I guess that's what you do when you love people. No, so she's, I really feel like she's going to be like, 
She's just gonna be a crusader when she's older. <laughs> she's gonna be a murderer. Crusader for joy, yeah. She's a but she um I don't and that's what it's so hard to evaluate like how you do it. And when I even now when I'm thinking about it, I tell her that it needs to be up to her, but when she comes to me with questions, that's that's what I do. I try to make it fun and like funny. Yeah. So that she has a lot of good feelings when like the hard stuff. <laughs> yes. Because I I was not very old when my mom like told me that I should fear God. And it wasn't yeah. done in like a good way. Yeah. And I when she told me that was the day that I was like, "Man, I don't I don't want to believe I in don't God. I don't believe in God. If, if he's going to be he's afraid mean, of him. Yeah. yeah. And it, well, that's what I mean. It wasn't explained. Yeah. She yeah. said you should fear God and I was yeah. like, "Uh." Well, when you think of fear, you think of some you're afraid of things that are bad. And so you think as a child, child. he God must be bad. bad. So yeah. I don't want I don't want God. Yeah. Yeah, I my mom a lot of the time she did kind of try to discipline us with fear. Mm-hmm. Like, especially when we got older and she started talking about sex before marriage, you will get pregnant. It's just given. If you have sex before marriage, you will get pregnant. Mm-hmm. It was never a conversation of, why does God not want you to have sex mm-hmm. before marriage? It was never a conversation of, what can happen? If you have sex before you get married, not just the baby part, like, emotionally. Yeah. And so... I just want it to be an open thing where she can ask me, Mom, why? Mm-hmm. Why shouldn't I have sex before yeah. marriage? And I want... Because <laughs> <laughs> if you care about your boyfriend's safety, <laughs> there's a whole line of people that will kill him if you do that. No, no. Uh, it's more of like, I want to be able... Like, that's why it's so important for us as moms and parents to be in the Word so we know... Like, when those times come, we know what to say. Mm-hmm. That um, wisdom is supposed to be yeah. passed down, so we yeah. need to get that wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I would hear about why. Like, I'm not saying that I never heard of why you don't have sex before marriage. I heard about it because I went to a Christian school, and I was involved in my youth group. But it's different when it comes from your parents. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's more personal. And uh, I think if she would have just sat down with me and really explained to me how... God is living inside of me mm-hmm. and he is good and he's holy and you are holy when he is inside of you. And when you have sex before marriage, that separates you from him mm-hmm. and you can't take that back unless you ask. I mean, you'll have forgiveness. You can have forgiveness, but just imagine of how much of how God will see how much you love him by having that sacrifice by sacrificing in that way Mm -hmm. um and just waiting and how every time you have sex with someone you give a part of yourself away and you can't get that part back you will always they will always have that part of you i and i heard that i actually heard that Mm -hmm. in a youth conference and i thought that was awesome and even at that point i was like no way am i gonna have sex before marriage but that was years before I was in a senior. That was like when I was 13, 14. Mm-hmm. And so by the time I was 18, I was like, whatever. I don't, I don't want to think about that. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't, I didn't have anybody there like encouraging me to stay strong in it, encouraging me to keep up my relationship with the Lord. If anything, my mom was also back, you know, going away from God. So it was like, that just shows the parallel. Like you see your parents do that. And then I was doing that. So it's like, 
it just shows how much how important it is for you to stay consistent mm-hmm. and continue to trust in God and continue to have a relationship with him and continue to be in his word and grow and not let it slip not let life pull you away from him and uh, I feel like that's the best way that I can throughout Elise's whole life continue to push her towards God as if I continue to push towards God Mm -hmm. my kids and my husband (laughs) yeah yeah it just sounds like a lot of work doesn't it it does it's weird to think but trusting God is a lot of work yes there is there's one one thing that I read when I was going through this because my mom and dad didn't my dad wasn't a Christian and I don't he's there (laughs) Um, my, my mom is, but she never, it, my entire childhood was fear-based discipline. I can't remember time that it wasn't. Yep. But it was, I had such dad issues from him not being around growing up. And I was reading about just God and his word and Mm -hmm. how we have to have to listen to pass down to our children. And that's how we create our legacy. And, um, she said that God's word acted or can act for anyone as a loving mother or father. And I thought that was so cool because mm-hmm. that is exactly what it did for me. Like it, He completely yeah. took the place that I thought my earthly father had to fill. Mm-hmm. And like only yeah. like your father could fill. Yeah, yeah. and it, yeah. Like it yeah. gave me so much more. It just makes me, I, first of all love God even more because mm-hmm. he has provided all of this wisdom and all of this like love letters in here like anything you would want your dad to say to you it's in the bible mm-hmm. from God um and you are more precious than rubies <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> no you're gonna make me cry <laughs> but the fact that he has provided this huge love letter to us mm-hmm. because he knows that our world is broken. He knows that we're not going to have, some girls aren't going to have dads. Some boys aren't going to have dads or moms, you know, or any parents at all. He knows that there was going to be children that way. And he wanted this whole entire word here for those, for everyone, mm-hmm. for anyone who feels broken and alone and anytime you're hurt, he this is here to give you comfort and wisdom um, and perspective. And it seems like it's a lot of work. And at first, when you first read it, you might be like, I don't even know what I'm reading. But the more you read it, the more you start to see who God is. Mm-hmm. And then the more you enjoy it, like, because you feel like you're unpeeling, unpeeling a layer of who God is. And... I really hope that I can teach my kids that that, mm-hmm. I mean, this is where you go. This is where you go when you want advice. This is where you go when you're hurting. Um, I mean, come to me for sure, please. <laughs> like, <laughs> open communication, please. But even I can't substitute for this. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, they, they have both their parents. And God willing, we will, they will always have both their parents. But even me and my husband cannot substitute for God. And they will be more fulfilled and happy and peaceful and joyful if they stick with God. And that's all I want. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what any parent wants is for your kids to be happy and have peace. 
Mm-hmm. And I think the only way you can do that is if you, I mean, truly do that is if you show them who God is mm-hmm. and guide them to him and then let them go. <laughs> yeah. No, for, for real though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, this got like, we went off on like so many tangents. I know. That's uh, just what we do. Yeah, it is. Especially I had, I want to say right now. Literally no notes. <laughs> so, you, you know I'm really good at tangents. <laughs> I had so many notes that I didn't even put them... I didn't even put them in order. There's pages and then addendums and a notebook to those pages. But no, I... I we At the end of our podcast, we always try to give you something. Like a... What a call to action. A call to action, yeah. And when going over this, I was having such a hard time realizing... How I have a hard time trusting God. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, yeah. That all I could think to do was just to continuously pray and ask God to replace my fears for my children with courageous faith mm-hmm. and trust in Him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that's the only call to action that I have yeah. for you is yeah. Ask God to replace your fears. Yeah. And keep asking Him. Yes. All day. Every day, because <laughs> you know they come up throughout the whole entire day. Yeah, you have something that comes up, and even like rebuking your fears. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as you know, you have the weirdest moments where you like stop and you think like something horrible, and you're like, "Where did that come from? Yeah, why am I thinking about that? Like somebody's gonna run out, or I'm gonna get in a car accident." this car ride or something, you know, with your kids. And all you can do is stop right that moment and rebuke that and know that it comes from Satan and ask God to replace that thought with faith in him mm-hmm. and trust in him. I think I told you when I was pregnant with Barrett, like when it was getting closer to my delivery date, I started to get worried about, we, we don't even have any bridges that I go over that are over water. <laughs> But I started to get yes, worried that I would drive over a bridge and we would crash yeah. and I wouldn't be able to get all of them out. So I taught Luca how to unbuckle herself and how to get Delilah out of her car seat. So th- It's because there was an article going around Facebook, <laughs> the Fear Central, okay? There was an article going around Facebook that was about a mom who got in a car accident and oh, that's right. she, it was her, a little girl, and her like baby sister... They got in, she got in a car accident, and if the little girl wouldn't have gotten out in of Texas, her seat right? and climbed up like thirty feet high embankment mm. to get to the road, she would her mom would have died. <laughs> well, and everyone and like still, it's weird because that's something. Every time we went to the coast a lot over the summer, and I had all three kids with me, and that was something that like every time that I would go over these short bridges, I'd be like, "Holy crap!" Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna happen. You're like <laughs> Satan's like, hey, you guys are gonna get in a car accident. Yeah, and it's like, what? Don't you just that wish is you could so illogical. It? Like you can't, real, you can't in your mind like, with scripture, real, but you go, boom! I rebuke you, Satan. Shut up. You yeah. ain't welcome here. Yeah, <laughs> get out of my head. And remember what is true. And the- Key and peel isn't really a good thing, but I love that skit with my prayers. <laughs> <laughs> with my prayers. <laughs> Hey, uh, Key was on the movie, The Star. Star that's he right. was the bird, so mm-hmm. obviously he has some faith. 
actually, I don't know. I mean, you can, I guess, be in that movie and not have faith, but it would be a little bit weird. Yes. <laughs> good movie, by the way. Yeah. If you want a, a good movie about Jesus's birth for the kids, mm-hmm. watch that. It was, it was so, so good. good. I laughed. It, I, laughed I cried. I cried. <laughs> it, you get all the feels when yeah. baby Jesus is born. Oh, yeah. And the music was awesome, oh, and it was like Christmas music, but like modern. I loved it. There's our short little movie review for yes. you. <laughs> yes. It was really good. It was really good. Okay, so remember, call to action is anytime you have fear, ask God to replace that fear with courageous faith. And if you guys have questions or, you know, um, you need someone to encourage you, if you have, you know, something you've been struggling with your kids, you need prayer, you can email us at macchiatomoms at gmail.com. And also, if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe and uh, maybe even write a little review about what you think. (laughs) Only if it's nice. (laughs) If it's not nice, then we don't want to read it. If it's not nice, email it. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Uh, You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, Macchiato Moms. Yep. I think our Facebook is Is Macchiato Moms at midnight. We changed that. No. Because it was too long. Yeah. They wouldn't let us do it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, Macchiato Moms. You, ch- you just type that in. You're going to find us in some way. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening. Yep. Bye. Bye.